Hello everyone, I'm Eve Lucas, Vice President of the Eagle Lake Chamber of Commerce. I'd like to welcome you to the Chamber Connection. In this episode, you will hear a new calendar full of community events and a great conversation with Eagle Lake Chamber of Commerce Diamond Stakeholder Bobby Nolan about her fiber art. Let's get started. Now it's time for the Chamber Connection Member Spotlight. I'm here with Bobby Shapiro Nolan, who is a director on the board of the Chamber, but she's also a well-known local artist. And so we're going to talk a little bit about her, her art and her inspirations and things like that. Um, but first, I just want to mention, we've known each other since we worked together on First Book, right? Yes. And how long ago was that? I was trying to remember. Um, probably five years ago. At least five. Yeah. yeah, at least five. And that, you know, I hated to see that kind of go by the by the wayside. But anyway, let's um, let's talk about your art. The first thing I think probably to help the listeners would be to clarify what a fiber artist is, as opposed to a quilter. Oh, okay. Uh, well, a fiber artist is first of all an artist who uses fiber as as her um, material as opposed to say paint or metal or wood um, and um, fiber art or studio art with fiber in it is um, different from quilting in the sense that um, no, none of the quilts that I make anymore go on beds uh, they go on walls and sometimes they go on the floor with a bunch of stuff underneath them to hold them up, like on a stand or something on that order. So they are, they are not functional in the sense of keeping you warm, except in an emergency when you could take them off the wall and sling them around your shoulders, except they have rocks and beads and things attached to them that might hurt. All right. So, but you do use um, paint on some of yours, don't you? You, you do. mentioned that that was a difference, but you do use... Yes, I, I do use paint. Um, sometimes it's very helpful to um, to accent something with some paint, like some metallic paint or a slightly different shade of something. Um, if you're, say you have a piece of burlap and you want to show that one part of it um, is more like a mountain, so you could you could add some paint that looked like snow on a mountain, or you could add some paint that looked like crevasses in part of the mountain to make it look dark. You can create any kind of illusion you want, really, and you have the advantage of it of fabric uh, being something that it's easy to make dimensional. You can stuff part of it. You can uh, raise it up with stitches. You can cut holes in it. Um, you can attach things to it. Okay. Um, how did you get into this? This is, um, n it's not something that a lot of people are aware of or, or do. So how did you get into it? Well, I've, all, I've sewed since I was nine. I asked my mother to teach me to use her sewing machine when I was nine years old. And for years I sewed um, clothes <laughs> for myself and for relatives. In 1993, I was the head of a senior citizen center in Wilmington, Delaware. And we had a quilting group, a lot of ladies that came and, and learned to quilt. And the uh, person who taught that group was a very good teacher. 
and I asked her if she could teach me some of the things that she was teaching the ladies. And I made my first quilt then in 1993. Um, I finished it, that was in Delaware, and we moved that year. And I finished the quilt in, in Texas, in Huntsville, Texas. Um, it was a memory quilt. It had uh, squares of little people, little men and little women, uh, made out of clothing from those very men and women in my family. Oh, cool. And so no, no two squares were alike. Um, and it, the pattern came off the front of a women's magazine. <laughs> and it was, it was fun to do. And I found that, um, well, that there were ways to do things with a quilt that weren't quite the same as the ones in the magazine. There were ways to individualize it. It didn't have to be the same kind of colors. Um, I'm not a real um, detail-oriented person when it comes to precision. I was told once that the object of every quilter should be absolute precision, and that's not mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, so there were ways to either cover a mistake or to make the mistake into a flower or a turtle. And so I've been doing that ever since, and, and now I just uh, take the oddness as part of um, my vision and decide that it's fine. Okay, good. Um, I've been in your house, I've seen your fabric closet. <laughs> and yes. so I'm curious about your choices. Do you just pick up fabric that you think might be good on something at some point? Or do you have something in mind when you buy your fabric? Well, these days I have been mostly getting my fabric at yard sales. And so I go to a yard sale and I see something hanging on a rack and I think, hmm, I could make something out of that and I buy it for a dollar. Okay. Um, and then I cut it up and put it in my closet. And then it waits there for some idea to come that lets it come off the shelf. Most of the time, the work that I've been doing has been inspired by the materials themselves rather than some wonderful vision of a scene that I want to make. It's been, it's, it, so, so I can go into the closet and I can look and I can see this piece of black polyester net with red roses embroidered by machine on it. And I can think, oh, I could do something cool with that. And I pull it out and it's not, it's not the right shape to do. It will never be a square or a rectangle, but if I sew this part and this part together, it can sort of be a triangle. <laughs> And the net is too open to be practical to work with, so I back it with black linen, mm -hmm. and that gives me a good, um, a good surface that I can do hand stitching with. So I hand stitch all over the thing, and then I uh, put it against some batting, and then I discover that it's not flat, it's lumpy, so I make all the lumps into little pleats. And then I attach, um, well, in this case, I attached a whole lot of plastic bugs to it and called, <laughs> and, and, um, and called it um, Navigating the Unpromised Garden. Um, and it, I love it. 
And I, when people come into the studio and see it hanging on my wall, I say, see how many Um, and and say I, I say see how many bugs you can find. We'll probably have to edit that, right? <laughs> um, so that's that's how one piece evolved. Other other times, um, I have made things out of sweaters uh, that were real stretchy, and so I was able to stuff material into the stretchy parts and make mountains out of it. Um, I can embroider it to make rivers, and well, the piece of yours that I have um, was—I don't remember the name of it—but it had—it was inspired, I think, by the drought. Yes, that was the drought in 2011. That was so awful all over Texas and really all over the place. And I—that was when I was living in Huntsville, and um, it was—I'm trying to think of what that looks like. It's it, uh, part of it is see-through, right? Part of it is kind of a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of like a, a rice field that's yeah. all just sort of dried out. Yes, and it, and it is like a field. Of course, mm -hmm. that time at the time that I um, was doing that, I'd never seen a rice field, so it would it was any field, everything looking dried, and brownish and grayish, and then there's a little little hint of green. To show that you know, someday the rain will come again. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what I like about it. You know, the hope that's that, right. that it's going to get better. That's right. All right. Um, you have several pieces out across the country now that are in exhibits. Do you want to talk about any of those? I I have a number that are out touring around. Um, there's, uh, let's see, in Minneapolis, uh, there is a piece called. Chains Rope Shame that is about lynching at, uh, at, a, um, at a show that is called uh, In the Face of Hate We Resist. And that will be up for up till mid-June. Uh, and I'm going up to see that in place. Um, I have one that's going to be opening on May 14th in New Albany, Indiana at the Carnegie Center that is um, called Dancing in the Rainbow Mountains, which is one of those lumpy ones that that has been all misshapen, and it's it's really a wonderful piece. Mm, I've seen a picture of that. Yeah. I love it. And I have one in that's going to open at the National Quilt Museum in Paducah in September, um, in a show that's sponsored by the Studio Art Quilt Associates, and that one is called uh, Passages, Flyover. Flyover Nine Passages, and it is. Um, it's a piece of batik from Africa that um, has, the idea is that we never discover anything new. Everything has been passed over before by birds or insects or snakes or ships in transit or mining, people doing mining or, you know, exploring. We think we've discovered it, but it's been there and it has its own memories already. That's deep philosophy there, Bobby. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. All I'm right. old. I get to philosophize. <laughs> well, um, thank you for your time. And um, 
I want to encourage everybody if they haven't been by the chamber office to see the wonderful piece that you donated to the chamber. I encourage you to go by and see that. It's called This Flat Land and it shows a bunch of rice fields. <laughs> it's just sort of the agriculture of Eagle Lake. That's right. Right. So very nice. And we appreciate the donation and we appreciate your time. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Hello everyone, I am Barbara Klaus and here's what's going on around town. May 8th is the Cody Thompson Memorial Golf Tournament with an 8 a.m. tea time and a 1 p.m. tea time, serving pulled pork sandwiches $10 a plate. Silent auction is at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and a $10 raffle and you need not be present to win. May 10th is drawing for Rice Project graduation raffle. May 14th through the 15th is Magnolia Days Festival in Columbus. And Maxwell's will have live music May 8th, 15th, and 29th, and crawfish on the weekends. First Baptist Church is opening the food pantry every first Monday from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. and the third Monday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. They are located on the corner of Lake and Prairie. Just drive into the parking lot on Prairie, stay in line, and open your trunk after speaking with the volunteer. They will bring out your food and put it in the trunk. May 9th through the 15th is National Police Week, Peace Officers Memorial. Lucy's Project Flea Market is open every Thursday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. They have eight carports of great donations to sell so they can support 55 to 60 dogs at the rescue, located at 5321 West 3rd Street in Sheridan, Texas. Rice Consolidated News for the month of May. May 10th is Athletic Awards Ceremony, 6 p.m. at Rice High School Gym. May 11th, FFA Awards Ceremony, 6 p.m. Rice High School Gym. May 12th, Project Graduation Meeting and Raffle Day, 6.30, Rice High School Commons area. May 20th, Rice High School Academic Awards Ceremony, 6 p.m. Rice High School Gym. May 27th, Rice High School Graduation, 8 p.m project graduation event 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. May 13th, 6th and 7th grade band concert is at 6 p.m. Auditorium Rice Junior High. May 17th, choir concert 6 p.m. Auditorium. May 18th, 8th through high school band concert 6 p.m. in the auditorium. Congratulations to our new city council men and women, Renee Cooper, Galen Thomas and Michael Cooper. Thunder by the Colorado was rained out this past weekend, but they have rescheduled for May 21st through the 22nd. And that's all I have for now, but if you would like to add an event, please email me at barbara at classconcrete.com or call the chamber 979-234-2780 or drop off at the chamber at 303 East Main in Eagle Lake. Thank you. Hi, this is Melissa Landine, one of the directors of the Eagle Lake Chamber of Commerce. That wraps up this episode of the Eagle Lake Chamber Connection podcast. Special thanks to the talented Bobby Nolan for continuing to support the Chamber. What a great interview. We certainly appreciate you. 
Just a friendly reminder to send information for the calendar of events to Chamber Director and Member Barbara Class at classconcrete at aol.com or contact the Chamber at 979-234-2780. Stop by the Chamber sometime located at 303 East Main in Eagle Lake. We'll bend your ear once again in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy.